Hey everybody, I'm Boogie. I'm Head. And this is Block Talk. We are Cement Block Productions. We're a small production company, minority owned by the way, that helps small businesses grow their social media platform. And this is our podcast. Me and TJ have been friends for quite some time and we met in the craziest of places. Yeah, prison. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing it just to, you know, further everything for us business-wise and, you know, just trying to stay out the way. It's entertainment. It's fun. That's all it is. Yeah. And we cover a wide range of topics. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like to say the three S's. Sports, society, and simps. Because we got a problem with all three. And you realize that me and Head agree on a lot, but there are some things that we will just not see eye to eye on. And that's fine, because that's part of podcasting. Anyway, we hope you enjoy the episode and you continue to enjoy it. And uh, follow us on Instagram at cementblock underscore productions, on TikTok, on Instagram, all that good jazz. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe the video on YouTube also. Yeah, if you want to follow us personally, my Instagram is da underscore honcho, H-O-N-C-H-O-5-9. And with that, enjoy the episode. everybody welcome to another exciting episode of block talk after many scheduling differences and internet connectivity issues we're finally excited to have on a very special guest and i'm gonna go ahead and let her introduce herself because she can do a much better job than i can go ahead and take it away jenna hi everyone my name is jenna as boogie said we have had some hella scheduling issues and are currently having some internet issues (laughs) but hopefully we make it through um i I'm also a podcast host. That's how we met. I have a podcast called The High Functioning Shit Show. And it is just all about my life because I'm an attorney, so everybody thinks I have my shit together. But then if you get to know me, you realize I don't at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jenna. Tell us, uh, where can the people find you on social media in case they want to look you up? So I have an Instagram called The High Functioning Shit Show. And then if you're interested in listening to the podcast, which I think you should, it's pretty entertaining, you can find me on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Anchor. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Amazon? I don't think I'm on Amazon, Amazon. yep. <laughs> I got to get on there, man. got to give me an Amazon deal. Give me some, <laughs> <laughs> give me some discounts or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I understand that you were – you know, we're around the same age bracket, I'd say somewhere in our 30s, give or take. And, you know, we're both uh, navigating this crazy dating life and lifestyle and whatnot. But uh, do you believe that, I guess, for the most part, most women want to be socioeconomically secure with their partner? Whereas, and like I said, typically, I think there's a statistic on it. It's like 
most women want their man to make about 26% more than they do somewhere around there. But again, it's just more the financial stability of investing in your potential partner's future. I like it's So it's hard to say as far as percentages, but I mean, I would think that at a minimum, at least speaking for myself, like I would want my partner to be making at least the same amount as me. Mm-hmm. If not more, I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Who who wouldn't? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, like I said, uh, you know, before we got disconnected or any, or anything like that, um, I think that a woman wants security in her potential partner, where she can be like, okay, uh, is this person going to make a good a good husband, a good potential father? You know, is he going to be able to provide for my lifestyle? You know, basically pay the bills. Uh, you know, be able to provide for me and my children, you know, so he has to make at least enough that to where he can sort of sustain your current lifestyle. And then the possibility of being able to maintain, you know, the lifestyle of maybe having children. Yeah, I think that's like definitely something at least I consider not. So I guess it's for me, it's a little different because I expect I'll probably be working for quite a while. But like, so I don't, I don't know if I well, this is like hard because of course I want somebody to like be able to sustain my lifestyle, but also like I feel like I'm responsible for that too. Mm-hmm. But I do definitely value like, are you going to be a good dad? Are you going to be able to support kids if I ever have them? That mm-hmm. type of thing. No, yeah, definitely. I completely understand that part. I uh, I think also that like most women, because again, I'm speaking a lot in generalities, but I think yeah. that most women would they don't want to be the primary breadwinner of their household, I would say. And I think that especially most women still wanting kind of like a traditional man where it's like, I want you to like, you know, hold doors open for me. If we go out to dinner, I want you to pay for it unless it's like a special occasion or if like, you know, maybe I've, uh, you know, treated you to a couple dates and you kind of just want to show your appreciation. Like, Oh, Hey, you do so much for me. I kind of just want to take you to go grab some drinks or take you to a nice dinner. Like, do, do you think that that's what most women tend to look for? So it's like, I guess it's hard for me to generalize what most women would want because like all my best friends are kind of like on a similar level as me. Like one of them is in school and she's at Yale. One Mm -hmm. of them just started her residency. So I feel like we're all kind of like, yeah, that's all nice, but like we can do it ourselves. (laughs) But I also like to go like if I go on a first date with somebody, like I do expect that I'm getting paid for on the first date. Mm -hmm. Not maybe every single time, but so there are things like that where I would agree, like, yeah, the guy should be picking up the tab and doing things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I said, uh, I think that a lot of women still want the traditional man. And like I said, I do tend to generalize a lot. But again, this is yeah. just kind of from like me going out, speaking to random women or, you know, previous relationships I've been in, stuff like that. Or it's like I, most women definitely, again, want the man to pay. They want men to hold doors open like they want men to be traditional men in a certain sense does that make sense yeah i mean i definitely like want a guy to hold the door open for me i think they should yeah but yeah see so i always say this i say it half jokingly but i'm also kind of uh serious I, i think that women want their man to hold the door open for them but also uh, just to be a little vulgar here, kind of also just give them like a smack on the ass as they walk through the door. Cause it's like, you want a traditional man, but you also want to feel like, I guess, wanted by, by a man. Like, you know what I mean? Like you want to be attracted to your partner 
You know what I mean? Because you also don't want like a uh, like the stereotypical like nice guy who's like too nice. I guess does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, like I would. I guess yeah, I'd want him to be, like feel like my partner was attracted to me, and I likewise am attracted to them. Definitely. Um, I don't. I don't know about the whole nice guy thing. Like, I think the older I've gotten, the more I want somebody that is nice. I think in my younger years, I might have agreed with you more, but uh, I, I think my values have just shifted a bit. Yeah. Well, I definitely think for a relationship, you uh, women want nice guys, but I don't. when it comes to attraction, I think sometimes when a guy's, like, too nice, it almost comes off certain, like, a red flag with a couple women that I spoke to. And I also think that that, like, whole nice guy persona isn't necessarily attractive in the beginning, I guess, like if, if I'm trying to attract you, like if I'm just doing all this, like super extra nice stuff, I don't think it's as attractive as like, you know, me actually like attracting you like more so by like having good conversation, you know, intense eye contact, thing, things like that, that are like more attraction mechanisms. And then after you're attracted and then you find out I'm a nice guy, that's definitely like a plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because a lot of, let's be honest, a lot of nice guys that talk to them tend to get friend-zoned or kind of just, like, moved over to the side. Because I think that a lot of men are taught to be nice. They're not really taught to be attractive. Interesting. I guess, though, like, in my mind, I'm trying to, like, differentiate, like, being nice and being attractive. Because, like, when you, I feel like you can be both, but... I get what you're saying. Like, if you're too nice from the beginning or, like, you aren't showing that you're attracted to the person and, like, giving off other cues, then, yeah, you're going to get friend zone because, like, from the girl's perspective, they're just going to be like, oh, this guy is, like, asexual and not, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and see, that's why... And see, that's why I say uh, uh, attraction matters, though, because if a man does something that you're attracted to, you find it attractive or you find it, like, nice. But if this, if another guy would do this, the same action that that guy did, it might come off as creepy or it might come off as like, <laughs> oh, this is weird. Like, I don't like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's for sure true. Like, two guys can do the exact same thing, but with one, yeah. I'm like, I mean, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, yeah I mean, think, think about it, just eye contact, right? If you see a guy that you think is attractive and he makes eye contact with you, you, you tend to flirt back because it's like, oh, that guy's attractive. I like the way that he's looking at me. Whereas then there could be a guy next to him that's also looking at you, but you're like, oh my God, why is that creepy guy looking at me? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I. it's like, that's also an interesting thing too because I feel like the way you look at someone also can make a difference. Like there's eye contact and then there's also like, you. I don't Staring. even want to know what sick shit just went through your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I, there's like little uh, indicators of uh, attraction and stuff like that. Indicators of interest. Uh, which you guys will know if you listen to uh, Sushis are my favorite with, that I spoke with Gaio. There's like indicators of interest and stuff like that where women will give off social cues that they find a certain guy attractive. It's funny. I, was, I went out with my sister last night and she saw this bouncer who she thought was cute and they were kind of making heavy eye contact and he waved at her and then, you know, she waved back because she was attracted to him. Well, you know, as in, again, if another guy would have did that that she didn't find attractive, she would have been like, why is that weird person waving at me? Like, ew. <laughs> yeah. No uh, so, sure. so I definitely think attraction attraction has to be there before the whole nice guy thing. Because if not, like I said, sometimes it comes off as weird or you get friend zoned or you, you know what I mean? Like you tend to get sort of pushed off. Whereas, again, if you're already attracted to the guy, 
it's more like, oh, it's a bonus that he's nice. Yeah. No, I agree. There has to be, like, some sort of attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, speaking of friends, do – so I talk about this all the time on podcasts, but I want to go ahead and shoot you the, the question that I'm sure you've heard plenty of times. Do you think that men and women can honestly be friends? Like, just pure friends? Um, I – so, yes, but, like, mm. I still think maybe, like, the thought might cross one of the other's minds. Because, like, I do have guy friends where, like, I've never hooked up with them. I've never dated them or anything. And, like, they've also never tried to cross the boundary. But I feel like if I were to, like, be like, hey, do you want to have sex? They'd be like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, a, they respect me enough to not because i know like i don't want to yeah I, there was a comedian that made a joke about that where he was like listen man i've been friends with this girl for like 20 years and then he's like he's like she asked me one day hypothetically she's like hey uh you know if i if i gave you a blowjob but we couldn't be friends anymore like would you accept the blowjob he's like well i mean i guess it's been a good friendship <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's like you know what i mean because it's like uh i talk about it with again guy i'll bring him up a lot when it comes to dating and stuff like that. Cause you know, he's a dating expert and uh, we talk about it. And you know, the only real reason that most men keep female friends. And again, I'm going to generalize and some people are going to get upset, but the main reason why most men keep female friends is because they're like, Oh, I have action at maybe sleeping with her or she has hot friends who I want to sleep with. So I'm going to keep <laughs> her as a friend so I can stay close to her social circle. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if I'm being honest, like, like you said, you could call up any of your guy friends right now. You know what I mean? Like, it, let's let's just say hypothetically tonight, you're like, "Hey, I'm by myself." You know, random name here. Jared's a jerk. Can you come over? And you know, he'll throw a couple condoms in his pocket and be like, "Don't worry about it, girl. Like, we'll talk about it." Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're gonna do that, but I'm saying like that's the the, the my, that's the that's what they're hoping for by being your friend most of the time. Cause most guys, they get friend zoned involuntarily. Like they don't want to voluntarily be your friend most of the time. If I'm just being completely honest, cause if, if we break it down, right. I, I can think of a lot of things that a male friend can provide for you. And so like, again, just, just again, women I've dealt with who I've seen that they have male friends and my very, my sister, you know, or like I have like a bunch of female cousins. So just kind of picking their brains and stuff. He'll give you rides. You know, if y'all go out together, he'll pay for everything and stuff like that. If y'all go out, he's protecting you. Like, he's basically getting all the boyfriend duties with, without anything else, basically. So uh, what can you sort of, like, provide a male friend? I, I guess I have a hard time with this because, like, I don't know if it's just – my life just being so different I guess than like the average women's but like when I go out with my guy friends like I meet them places I pay for my own shit so Mm -hmm. it's just like I just think I'm good company but (laughs) I'm sure they're like oh yeah and she's hot (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure that definitely plays a part in it like I said I think that they're always just kind of hoping like that window like Jenna's gonna be drunk one night and I'm gonna be there you know I mean I'm not trying to you know push this narrative off on your friends and stuff like that if they're listening to this but I'm just saying, I see maybe 90% of the time, most of the time men are friends with women. There's usually like an underhanded thing working where either they're trying to sleep with you or they're trying to sleep with your friends or your sister. Like they're just trying to keep you somewhat in their social circle as a, you know, quote unquote, backup plan, sort of, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like as a, just in case, like they're seeing it as like a long-term investment. They're like, I'm just going to keep investing in the stock portfolio. And one day this stock is going to pay dividends. Huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know I know that sounds callous and again misogynistic, but this is just from my own personal experience of things that I dealt with. Like I said, I know that you're in a higher tax bracket, so I know it's a little bit different for you. And there are always exceptions to the rule, you know what I mean? Because I do know people yeah. that are like they've been childhood friends where that's a little bit different, obviously. You know what I mean? But and you I, like probably I said, know better than I would because one year guy. Also, like, I don't have any brothers, and I don't think any of my guy friends, if this is, like, their secret agenda, are going to be like, yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah. I'm totally trying to sleep with you. Like, <laughs> Right, yeah. But see, that's, that's why I say it's important in a woman's dating life that she should have a man that she respects to kind of in her dating life, whether it be a father, an uncle, a brother, a cousin, like, some sort of male that she, like, trusts, respects. That because, you know, I tell my sister all the time, like, it's funny where, where I was giving her advice with this guy that she was dealing with. And she's like, see, that's why I like talking to you, because even though I don't like hearing it, you'll tell me the truth. Whereas in her girlfriends will kind of like lie to her and tell her like, no, that's not what's happening. But I was like, man, they're sort of and this doesn't mean this is going to sound terrible. But I was like, listen, y'all are y'all, y'all are fish wondering what a fisherman thinks. And you're asking more fish what the fisherman <laughs> thinks instead of asking another fisherman, you know? Yeah. Which I guess it sounds terrible, but I mean, it is what it is. And that's why I always tell men, you know, you shouldn't really ask dating advice from women because sometimes women tend to lie more sort of like save your feelings or they don't really understand what it takes to be attractive like as a as a man you know what i mean because you only have your perspective as a woman i don't know i kind of disagree on that front like i think as a girl yeah for sure like ask other guys like i've got a friend named taylor and i love taylor to death but like taylor is the biggest fuck boy i've ever met in my life Mm -hmm. but like I've never hooked up with Taylor and like I've known Taylor forever. So like if I do have shitty things going on with guys, I do ask him because he's like the friend that's going to be like, yeah, he's just trying to fuck you or like he'll tell me like what I don't want to hear. Yeah. But like I think it makes – again, I don't know. I'm just blunt as fuck. So like Not if my guys are asking me for dating advice, I'm like, yeah, no, she doesn't like you. Like she's like, trying to be nice or – I don't know. I think guys – it's like what you were saying about like you're a bunch of fish trying to see like what a fisherman – things yeah it's the same thing like you guys aren't girls you're not gonna know what we're actually thinking at the end of the day so yeah but this is the thing though right at the same time a fisherman to a certain extent right does have to know how a fish thinks because if i don't know how a fish thinks i'm gonna use the wrong kind of bait i'm gonna use the wrong lure the wrong fishing line you know what i mean so to a certain extent i always say men kind of have to know how a woman thinks to a certain extent now obviously i'm not saying that we're mind readers because that's impossible but just when it comes to attraction I sort of do have to know the things that you're attracted to. You know what I mean? To, to be able to attract you. Because if I don't know what attracts you, how would I be able to attract you? I mean, I think that can go both ways, though. How <laughs> I think so? you're giving guys too much credit here. <laughs> oh, no, listen. Most guys are not what I'm describing because most guys are fucking morons, which is why they need this sort of advice and stuff in their life. Because most guys, they don't know when they're being played or used or, you know, like they don't – because a lot of guys are honestly – kind of incompetent when it comes to dating to where they don't understand indicators of interest and they just kind of sort of put all their eggs in this basket that is going to bear no fruit. Yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm definitely not giving a lot of guys credit. I'm just saying more so like the men are, that are good with women, they do have to know how women sort of operate in a certain sense of like attractiveness. You know what I mean? Like I'm aware that, you know, being confident is attractive to women, you know, standing up straight because women prefer tall men. That's attractive. You know what I mean? Uh, being masculine is attractive to most women because, you know, they want a, a leader and, uh, you know, they want, a, they want a man. So, you know, there's certain things that I can exhibit 
that show these characteristics to where it's like, you know, I, I can show that I am attractive. And then again, you know, speaking to women a certain way and kind of, I, it's not like manipulation because I'm not trying to manipulate you. But again, I'm aware of what's a, what's going to sound attractive and look attractive as opposed to what's going to shoot myself in the foot and kind of tank my chances of being able to be with you. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas in a lot of women, they actually don't really know what it takes to attract a man outside of being hot because they don't really care nor do they have to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Well, no, I don't know. Well, cause like <laughs> I'm not completely understanding what you're trying to say. Yeah. So well, what I mean is this, like most women don't actually understand what it takes to, to get a woman as a man. Because most women that I talk to, they'll be like, oh, I got game. Like, I could definitely, like, pull a chick if I was a dude. And I'm like, uh, no, you don't, because your game, like, sucks. Because most women, they know how to pick up women as women. Like, let's be honest, right? If you and me are at a bar, and let's say, hypothetically, in this situation, we're friends. And there's a hot chick. You can go up to that woman. You can her hair, tell her how pretty her hair is. You can, like, grab her on her waist, tell her she has a great ass, and stuff like that. And she'll laugh and giggle. And, you know, she'll flirt back with you. Whereas in me as a man, if I tried to go do that exact same process, that I would get a drink thrown in my face. I'd get slapped. I'd probably get, you know, thrown out by the bouncers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like most women don't actually know what it takes to be attractive as a man to attract the opposite sex. Does that make sense? Yeah, but again, I just think that can go both ways. How so? Like a guy isn't going to really know how to attract a guy like a straight guy, I guess, isn't really going to know how to attract another straight guy. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, uh, I'm a hot woman. So yeah, I'm not gonna be able to attract a, a straight man. <laughs> Cause right. let's be honest, what, what men are initially attracted. Let's, if we're just going to be honest, initial attraction is based on looks for men. Most of the time. Like I'd say that's the thing right there where it's like, oh, hot woman, I'm going to go talk to her. You know what I mean? Where it's a lot more like appearance. Whereas for y'all, y'all have a lot more like boxes that need to be checked for initial attraction. Like again, is, is he tall? Is he good looking? Does he have game? Does he smell nice? You know what I mean? Does, does he dress nice? Of, like, isn't that all part of like physical attraction? I don't know. I think it's like the same thing. Uh, not so because I think it also depends on what the man has to say more I so is in like for most men it doesn't really matter too. what you say because let's be honest how many dumb bimbos do you know that are like I mean I hate to describe them like that but how many like you know let's be honest women that don't really have anything to say how many times can they you know be with a man that you're like I don't know how that happened like she's dumb as a box of rocks because I don't terrible women I know women that are terrible at conversation like don't like they're very vapid they don't really have a lot of shit to say but a lot of men don't really care about what they have to say because, again, they're hot, so they're like, don't really care about your conversational skills whatsoever. Whereas, and you won't really see that a lot the other way, where if a if a man has bad conversation or like he doesn't really have good conversational skills, a lot of women tend to not really be attracted to that. Yeah. <laughs> I know it seems like I'm kind of putting you on spot here. <laughs> Not even so. I just feel like everything I say, you're like, no. And I'm like, no, right back at you. So, I don't yeah, know. no, listen, trust me. This is why I wanted to have you on. I definitely wanted to have, like, you know, not necessarily a debate, but kind of sort because, you know, I know you're also a litigation lawyer. So I know you're used to kind of, you know, seeing the other side of the thing. 
And so I, that's why I kind of wanted to talk to you and pick <laughs> your brain a little bit. Because, you know, I, if I just wanted somebody agreed with everything that I would say, I mean, you know, that's not really what I'm looking for here. I definitely do want to get want you to give me some pushback. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I mean, again, I'm not a guy. You're not a girl. So we're never really going to fully understand what goes on in each other's brains. But mm-hmm. like, I think we're a lot more similar than you seem to think we are as far as like initial attraction things that matter like maybe guys are fine with just being with like somebody who looks good and doesn't have much to say but like is that like gonna be their long-term partner is that just gonna be like their fun little now i sound like a now i sound like the misogynist one (laughs) no go ahead man it's it's okay (laughs) is that gonna just be like their fun little fuck thing until they like aren't Mm -hmm. attractive anymore and then they try to find like their next one you know so it's like i don't think that's like going to be a sustainable long-term thing whereas like maybe with girls a lot of times they're like looking for the financial security but they also can't stand the guy like think of like there are videos of what's her name melania trump where she just like looks at trump and she's like fucking disgusted with everything coming Mm -hmm. out of his mouth but it's like well, why'd you marry him to begin with? Probably yeah. because he's had a lot of money. <laughs> like I said, I bet she doesn't leave, though, because, again, the financial stability for her and her children, you know? Yeah, but also she probably, like, is off doing her own thing. She yeah. probably, like, is to the point where she's like, you know, I'm not touching you. Like, yeah. Well, because I, I don't think that men will do the same thing a lot of the time where, again, like, if because this thing, right? Again, this is going to sound terrible, but most men's initial goal is to, like, kind of just try to sleep with the woman. You know what I mean? And then after that, sort of what plays out after that, whereas in women look more so like, is this going to be a good potential partner? You know what I mean? Because I, I always say, and again, this might sound sexist of me, but um, I think men's most time when they speak to women, it's because they're like, oh, I want to sleep with her. I think that she's hot. You know what I mean? And then after we sleep together, then I kind of want to see, well, now what can you sort of bring to my bring to my life that will help better my life, you know, because I know that the, I know the things that I'm bringing to your life that can make your life better and make your life easier. Again, for not providing financial stability, providing, you know, uh, emotional stability, pro, uh, providing protection. Like if we go out, I'm not going to let anybody just touch you or disrespect you or anything like that. You know, like you sort of become my responsibility in, in a sense, not saying that I own you. I just mean more so that like when we've agreed that we're going to be a couple, I'm taking certain ways of saying like, I'm now financially responsible for you. I'm not financially responsible for our children. I'm now, you know, physically responsible for you if anybody were to try to disrespect you or touch you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas women don't have to take that responsibility on. That's why I think that it's a bigger deal. Like, I I noticed if you ask, they don't really care too much about being with a single father, but because they know that they don't have to have the financial responsibility of taking care of those kids. And also, you know, most women can be nurturing. Because for me, that's an automatic deal breaker. I will not date a guy who has a kid. Like, I'm like, nope. No, no, that's that's not all women. I just mean sort of that, like, I've I've noticed uh, talking to men, they have a real problem or like they have to really think hard about being with a single mother because they know they have to take on the financial responsibility of caring for those kids. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like a big investment for a lot of them, where that's that's the main complaint that I hear from most men where they're like, I mean, I can't get with no single mom, but like, that's a lot of responsibility having to take care of those kids. I'm going to have to pay. I'm going to have to take them to after school activities where a lot of women that I've talked to, they kind of don't mind dating single fathers because they're like, again, I don't have to take care of these kids, really. You know what I mean? Like, I just have to be nice to them when I see them, but that doesn't really 
take anything out of me. Yeah, I don't, I just feel like, I think maybe like our worlds are so different because I like <laughs> can't relate to you on so many of these things. <laughs> like I just really can't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, I like, I don't know anything about where you're from, where you grew up or anything, but mm-hmm. like I grew up in a town where everyone, guys and girls are like highly educated, did very well. And like, I, I think, I don't know, we were just raised to be able to like fend for ourselves and mm-hmm. I don't like my friends like I was saying like they're all like high like people high functioning people in society as far as like what mm-hmm. they're bringing in and what they've achieved and like I think we're all kind of on the same page where we're like no nah, I don't want to play mommy to somebody else's kids mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah know. well I, was, I, I always think too that the, the more the more money that a woman wakes the more money that a woman makes is the opposite of what happens the more money that a man makes the more money that a man makes more doors tend to open whereas in the more money that a woman makes she tends to tolerate a lot less fuckery you know what i mean yeah. like she'll put up with way less shit the the more money that she makes where let's be honest more people that are of a lower socio socioeconomic status they tend to be put up with a lot of shit you know what i mean because they're like well this man's money can actually like really change my life whereas and for you again you already have a good amount of income where you're like i don't really need you to change my life i can sort of sustain myself so there's certain shit that i'm not going to put up with yeah, I think you're onto something with that, like, socioeconomic thing, like, because there are certain needs, I guess, that other people, like, maybe didn't have the resources or access mm-hmm. to get on their own. So, like, the money and a partner, like, the stability is more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, I, I'm from a very, like, you know, like, I grew up very poor, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up, like, where my parents and, you know, us three kids, like, live with my grandma while my dad worked three jobs and my mom had to work nights, you know? So, like, I come from, like, a very poor background in the very beginning. And then, you know, eventually my parents kind of came into money. But I grew up, like, you know, and for the people that know the Houston area, it's like, uh, you know, Guns Point, Greens Point. It's very poor neighborhood, you know, tons of gangbangers, stuff like that. So I'll see tons of women that, like, you know, they're pregnant by 16 or, you know, they get pregnant at a very young age or, like, you know, they'll get with drug dealers or, like, guys that tend to make a lot of money and they'll put up with a lot of shit, which I'm not saying it's right that they have to put up with this shit. But I noticed that, again, to get a better life for themselves and their children, they tend to put up with a lot more stuff to try to get out of their terrible living situation. Whereas, like you said, where, you, where you're at, a lot more people are, a lot of the women are more well off to where it's like, well, I don't have to put up with this jackassery. Yeah, no, that's like, yeah, that's interesting to think about it that way just because, like, I know I'm, I'm very fortunate and super thankful. Just like, life has been good to me and mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound like, a brat or a snob it's just it's what the circumstances are like i i'm just very fortunate um that i, hey, I you, you don't sound like that for anything mm-hmm. and i think because of that too like i just have a certain standard as to like what i will and won't accept because mm-hmm. i've seen like what i can and should have yeah i see like i said i think the again the the, the more money that a woman wakes more door more doors tend to close because again the whole socioeconomic thing again you're kind of not gonna because again, okay, I, I I do well for myself. I don't mind being with a chick that makes twenty thousand dollars a year. Where again, for you, that would kind of be a little bit harder to deal with because it'd be like, okay, there's like a big gap here, and like I'm not gonna like I want to go on nice dates and go on nice vacations and shit like that. And I know that you're gonna struggle to afford it, you know. There's that, and then so the amount you make is not always indicative of like education level and Mm-mm. like 
cognitively what you're capable of. It's not always indicative, but a lot of the times it is. And I feel like it's what you were kind of saying earlier where, like, I do value the type of conversation somebody can hold with me. So, like, yeah. if it's, like, very basic, just, like, shallow type yeah, very of vapid. conversation, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to entertain this. Yeah. It, it, see, that's what I mean. As a guy, you that's what I'm saying. As a guy, you have to be a good conversationalist. Because, again, if you can't hold a woman's attention, and again, most men, they're kind of, you know, going with, like, the scattershot method where it's, like, I'm just going to try to check as many boxes for as many women as possible, you know? So it's, like, again, you have to be able to have multiple conversations with multiple people and be engaging and be entertaining and be funny and, you know, like, you know, essentially what most people tend to call game. Like, you got to have game when it comes to talking to women, where, again, a lot of guys tend to put up with a lot of vapid, stupid conversations because they're, like, I don't really care. I'm going to hook up with this chick and then like never see her again. Where again, a lot of women are like trying to see the potential as a partner in the man that they're talking to. Yeah, I get. So with that, like, I guess I should put the caveat of like, I need somebody mm -hmm. who's going to hold a conversation if I am looking for something long-term, but like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like there have not been times where I'm like, I just want to hook up with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Anything more. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, listen, that's, like I said, on, on both sides. You know what I mean? But th that's what I mean. When when you're just trying to hook up with, like, again, you see, like, a hot, dumb guy. You're just like, I give zero fucks about your conversational skills or anything that you could possibly bring <laughs> to my life. Like, I just want that hot bod, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, like I said, a lot of guys tend to be more of that, where they're just, especially now with the hookup culture, they're just trying to hook up. So, like I said, a lot of women nowadays, the current dating market, and, you know, I tend to date younger women. I'm 29 about to be 30 or whatever so the, the women that i tend to see there anywhere between the ages of like you know the 19 to like 28 i guess is about usually what I, well that's untrue 19 to about like 35 is what i usually range in and i notice the younger chicks who are more just sort of into the hookup culture they tend to be very vapid and can't really hold a conversation or they think that they're better than at conversation than they are so they kind of just say a bunch of you know for lack of a better term a lot of dumb shit that doesn't really make any sense or like it doesn't really have any substance to it. You know what I mean? I guess no, because I've never like, <laughs> had a Again, You don't really have to deal with that, so you don't really see it. But it's like, right. uh, again, just going back to sort of like, you understand, um, like, like when you talk to a hot guy that doesn't have shit to say and you're kind of carrying the conversation and they're not really engaging or like they're just talking about vapid shit like you're trying to have a conversation with them and all they can talk about is the Kardashians or all they can talk about is, you know, drinking and getting drunk or, you know, stuff like that. Like things that don't really matter, like yeah. that you would look for in a partner. Yeah, no, that does make, yeah. Like I have definitely had those conversations where I'm like, you're really hot, but you're really dumb. Yeah. And that tends to usually be more so of a turnoff for, for women. Cause again, you would want, your partner to be a good conversationalist. You're like, if I want to have a conversation with you, I want you to be able to converse back with me. I don't want to be talking to a, a hot wall. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that guys tend to have to have a lot more, they have to be more socially in tuned, even though naturally more women are definitely way more socially attuned. You know what I mean? Like women are definitely, uh, they pick up on social cues a lot better, whereas a lot of men tend to be very awkward. And again, they can't pick up on like, you know, indicators of interest. They have a hard time, you know, uh, picking up on signs that a girl likes them or that a girl doesn't like them. A girl's using them, stuff like that. You know, I mean, how many guys have we seen that he's steadily talking to you and you're like showing zero interest in him? Like you're not 
facing him. You're kind of giving him curt answers that like you obviously don't want to talk to him. And then he just kind of refuses to leave. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I see that happen a lot. I mm. am just kind of a bitch and I'll just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, get away from me. But, yeah. But, no, yeah, I like definitely see it happen to my friends. Like, I'll come in and be like, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. Do you want to come with? So they yeah. can, like, get away from somebody. Yeah. And, and the whole thing is, though, in their mind, because I've seen it with a lot of guys, they think they're doing very well, like, in that, in that situation. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, like I said, as in women, they're definitely a lot more socially acute. They pick up on guys' indicators of interest very quickly. Like if they see a guy making a certain amount, or like a certain kind of eye contact, a certain amount of eye contact, maybe, you know, I don't know, licking his lips or, you know, doing a certain something where they're like, oh, I can tell that guy's into me and I think that he's cute. So I'm going to kind of, you know, give him some flirty signs back. Like y'all pick up on indicators of interest very quickly. Y'all are more socially aware. Yeah, no, I agree. I have like I have an episode about that, the chase me out of Costco one, because <laughs> I feel like I always pick up men at Costco. <laughs> you always like, pick up men at Costco. I got I got to start going to Costco. Yeah, I'm, no, it's like funny. I mean, I'm a Sam's Club guy myself. It's but so like actually, it's interesting with what you're talking about. Like some guys get it, some guys don't. So like yeah. I've had a scenario at Costco where like I thought this guy was cute and he was looking at me, so I kind of just like looked back at him and smiled, and he ended <laughs> up like chasing me out. And I was like, all right, cool. But then there was a different time where I didn't really mean to make eye contact with this guy. I just like, unfortunately did. Mm -hmm. And then he like came right to me and I was like, no, like that wasn't flirty eye contact. Yeah. But see, he's not picking up on that. He's like, oh, we locked eyes. It's go time. He's yeah, not no, thinking he like, as in, this is accidental. Yeah. He thought it was like, for sure me flirting. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you can see like, if a guy looks at you a certain type of way, you're like, oh, those are interested eyes. Like he's obviously interested in me. Like y'all pick up on it rather quickly than yeah. most men who tend not to be good with women. Like I said, I'm, I I tend to do fairly well for myself with the opposite sex. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> after years of experience and dating and stuff like that, you tend to, you, you learn how to be more socially aware. Where I think as in women, they just kind of pick it up more naturally. Like it's more instinctive for y'all. Yeah, it definitely is. We yeah. like are better at reading emotion and things like that. Yeah. Because there's also plenty of times that, I mean, I know certain women, I don't know if you do, but there's like women that like, they're obviously giving like major like vibes to a guy where they're like, listen, like I'm clearly into you. And then guys, sometimes they're like so fucking, you know, dense. They don't even pick up on it. They're like, nah, man, she's just a good friend, dude. Like, she don't like me like that. You're crazy. <laughs> I have seen that too. And I'm like, oh man, you need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And doesn't that kind of make him just a little bit more unattractive? Like, it doesn't make him unattractive, but it's a little bit like, like, God, if you would just be better at picking up these cues that I'm giving you. Like, I'm basically, you know, for lack of a better term, I'm basically throwing these panties at you and you are not picking up on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys are funny. Guys are interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm not here to shit on women and stuff like that because guys suck with women, man. I've seen it plenty of times. Yeah. Like, I, trust me, guys suck with women. A, a, a lot of guys do, which is crazy because, you know... Uh, I, I say this, which is I also find kind of interesting. 90% of men tend to be invisible to a lot of women because if you're not really attracted to him, there's some guy that's probably been looking at you every time that you go to Costco. You know, there's that bad boy that probably looks at you and gives you flirty eyes and you never even notice because you don't see him as a viable partner. You know what I mean? Yeah, that probably is true. Yeah, so a lot of guys tend to be invisible and then some guys end up getting like resentful towards women, especially like if... 
I, I call it simp game. If they tend to like try to be like simping over women a lot, which, you know, like, again, they're just being the extra nice route. They're doing all this stuff and they're not getting anything back in return. And they're seeing you instead hook up with the quote unquote fuck boy that's at the bar. They <laughs> tend to, you know, get some resent towards that. And then they end up, you know, like hating women or like it makes them even worse with women because now they have this jaded perception of dealing with women. Because uh, there was this one time, man, this girl was out with her friend. And uh, I had met her or whatever. I was talking to her. She liked me. Uh, we left and we ended up going back to my hotel room. And her was texting her like all night. And I remember we were laying there and then she was just kind of showing me his text where he's just like started off as in like, hey, where'd you go? Uh, I'm looking for you. Hey, you know, I like you. Right. And then like it kind of sort of gets like angry towards the end. Like, I can't believe you fucking ditched me and shit like that, where it's like I, I saw the the turning of his brain where it's like, oh, you invested all this money and time in this woman. So you feel like she should automatically be attracted to you. And that has to do with a lot of guys aren't taught how to be attractive. They're taught how to be nice. Uh, yeah. yeah have no, have you like ever I'm... seen anything like that or deal, dealt with anything like that yourself? I mean, you ain't got to get too personal about it, but I feel like I don't, I guess I think I've been pretty like fortunate with the guy friends I've had. Mm -hmm. like, they, yeah. I mean, I haven't had anyone like, freak out on me i've had like weird dating app experiences like when i was in law school i did not have a lot of time today i was like obviously studying a lot and i remember one time this guy wanted to meet up i hadn't even met him yet and i was like hey like this just isn't a good week for me i've got finals coming up and this guy freaked the fuck out and was yeah. like that's just an excuse and like if you wanted to see me, you would make time and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, now I literally never want to see you, you fucking yeah. psycho. But like, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I don't owe you anything. I don't know you. And you're like getting all butthurt because I have to take finals. Really? Yeah. Like, like I said, a lot of guys, they kind of sort of automatically assume also that they're owed certain things after they talk to a woman for a certain amount of time. Like I said, uh, I was talking to this uh, woman. We were talking. And we were on our first date, and, you know, I kind of just asked her a question. I was like, so what's the worst first date you've ever been on? And she told me she went out with this guy. Uh, he insisted on paying for her drinks, even though she was like, no, it's fine. I can pay for myself because she was obviously not that interested. But he just insisted on paying for these drinks. So he pays for everything. Uh, the end of the night is coming up. She, like, gave him a kiss or whatever. She's like, oh, I gave him a peck. And, you know, he's like, so we're going back to my place. And she's like, well, no, that's, like, that's not what's going to happen. And he's like but I've been paying for your drinks all night. And she's like, which I appreciate, but I didn't ask you to do that. And he's like, but no, I paid for them all night. You're such a bitch. You've been leaving me on all night. And then like, he threw his drink in her face because he was so upset. And I was like, that's a terrible first date. But as I was like, a lot of guys, they feel like they're really owed things because they're like, and again, that comes from that resentment of like, oh my God, I can't believe like you made me waste my money, my energy, my time, my attention, all this fucking shit that I'm giving you. And you're not going to sleep with me. Which, like I said, you should never go out with the goal of, like, I'm going to go on this date. She has to fuck me. Like, that's never the goal that you should go out with. Like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to have a good time. Whatever happens after that happens. Like, there's no pressure. I feel like when you already have that pressure of, I want to sleep with this woman or, like, this woman needs to sleep with me, y'all tend to be able to pick up on that. And that sort of makes it a little bit, like, like you're giving off these really, like, harsh vibes of, it makes me want to fuck with you less. Because you're being so adamant and weird about it. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Like, if that, like, it's one thing to, like, meet somebody at, like, a bar or a club where it's kind of like, okay, like, you kind of know what's on everybody's mind. But, yeah, to, yeah. like, go on a date with someone, like, that's different. Because it's, like, 
you're taking the time to like sit down with somebody and like talk to them and kind of I don't know that's just fucking weird I like I've never had anything that bad happen well thank god for you (laughs) yeah I've had like weird first dates for sure but actually okay this was the worst first day I've ever had give it to me you asked but it's like so no 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 give it to me man I want it (laughs) so I lived in Chicago when I was like 22 I just graduated undergrad it was like my first big girl job okay just like broke up with my boyfriend at the time it was like the worst relationship ever and I was like let me get on tinder because that was the only dating app back then (laughs) so I get on tinder Chicago is obviously a big ass city and like Mm -hmm. from where I grew up like my town was not very big so I like match with this guy we like make plans to meet somewhere and it's like on a different side of Chicago so I take the L and I'm like walking to this restaurant and I hear somebody be like, hey, Jenna. And I, like, look up, and it's this guy. And I'm like, you're not the fucking guy, like, from the picture. How do you know my name? And then he had his fiance with him. Oof. So they were trying to have a threesome that they did Oof. not disclose. And they, like, lived really close by. They were like, we actually live, like, around the corner. And instead of, like, leaving right then and there, I was 22 and just, like, uh. So I just ate dinner with them. <laughs> and then I left. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You're like, I mean, there's a free meal here. Why not? <laughs> it was good. It was Thai food. But, like, oh, my oh, God. That's definitely very interesting. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Um, that blew my mind right now. But <laughs> <laughs> That was so, my first Tinder experience, too. Like, literally the first person I ever matched with. So I was scarred for a while. Uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> But that's why I tell guys, man, like, you shouldn't lie on your profile. You know what I mean? Because it's like, she's going to find out. It's kind of crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, women also shouldn't lie on their profile either. Because I know some women that they lie like a motherfucker. I'm like, bro, what's happening right now? But I know, like, some men, they'll put it there, like, six feet tall. And then they show up and they're five foot six. And it's like, well, you're not who the fuck I expected to show up. And it's like, yeah, but we're having such And she's like, I don't give a shit. That, this was predicated on a lie. Yeah. No, for sure. Like. You better look like your pictures. Yeah. You should update your pictures if you're going to be on the apps. Like, yeah. It's, just, it's only fair. And I mean, just be clear of your intentions. You know what I mean? Like, if if yeah. you're there for hookups, like, just let it be known. Like, hey, listen, I'm here to tap that ass and dip, you know, to say it ugly. But, like, that's what I'm here for. Or, you know, like, just let your intentions be known. Yeah. I know. I agree with that, too. I have so much more respect for guys when they're straight up just like, hey, I think you're hot and I want to get you naked, but I don't actually want to date you. I'm like, okay, like, at least I know and I can make that decision. Yeah, you can make the informed decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know plenty of women, man. Like, uh, it's funny. I was talking to this woman, actually. She had Tinder and she only used it to literally get free meals because she's like, well, I don't have any money to eat out. So she would literally go on like five dates a week to just get a free meal every day. And I'm like, dang. And I was like, so you have no intention of being with any of these men. She's like, oh, no, not not whatsoever. And I'm like, all right, then, I guess. That's and I just, savage. I, thought, I like it, honestly. <laughs> but that's, that's what I, again, this is what I tell men. Man. I'm like, you got to be careful. You got to, uh, we have a saying here on the podcast, you always got to protect your meat, which is your money, energy, attention, and time. You know what I mean? Because some women are out here that will just try to use you for that. Which I'm not saying that's all women, but it's just more being aware and being able to read when someone's trying to use you. Which, I mean, it's just honestly a good life skill if, you know, you yeah. could just tell someone's trying to be a leech. Yeah, for sure. I also like that I've never heard, like, the protector me, like, with that, with what it stands for, but I'm a fan. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you, man. I'm, just, uh, we're, I'm trying to get some merch made with that, protector me, and then, you know, just like a sausage grilling on the fire or something. I don't know. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> you <should>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's definitely what it is protect your meat i say it all the time it's money energy attention and time you always you always got to protect that because people will try to take it from you you know what i mean like they'll just try to take resources from you while giving nothing to you and i don't mean like as in like you have to give up sex oh i just mean more so like you're not trying to bring anything to my life yeah you know what i mean like you're, you're definitely not trying to bring me peace or anything Oh, what was that? I'm sorry. I think I cut you oh, off. I said like, yeah, you're literally just here to take. Yeah, like that. That's it. And like I said, relationships definitely are give and take. But I think that men and women give and take different things. Because like I said, I again hypothetical situation. If you and me are together, I don't really want your money because it's not gonna do anything for me. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, again, would it be nice to be treated every once in a while? Sure, I'm not gonna turn it down. Like, you know, if it's like our fourth date and you're like, oh, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it. I'm not gonna be like, oh no, please. Like, I'll be like, okay, sure. Thank you. You know, that's very much appreciated. But for most most situations, I'm going to pay for everything. So your money doesn't really like I don't want you to give me your money. I'm more so like I'm appreciative that you're giving me your time or your attention or your affection, you know, stuff like that. Or like the piece that you're giving me by like, again, let's say that for whatever reason, you're off on a Saturday. I have to work and you're like, Oh, I know he's going to have a long day, so maybe I'll pick us up some Chinese. And that way, when he comes home, we'll just have some Chinese food or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even about the, like, you cooking or something like that. It's just, you you thought that, oh, he's going to have a long day. I want to do something that'll just make his day a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Or again, you would also want that from your partner. If he's like, listen, I know that she's going to be in litigation today. She's going to have a big case coming up or something like that. Uh, you know, maybe I have a bubble bath ready for her when she comes home or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like... I, I think yeah it's nice when you do have that in somebody and like I, I mean I think it should be mutual yeah and it's I don't know because like, I oh, go ahead, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because I, I know a couple women that like the literal only thing that they bring to a relationship sometimes is like sex and like they'll say that like I've been in relationships like that where I'm like listen man like I give you like a bunch of shit like I pay all your bills I you know I take care of this I take care of that I do this I do that I'm like, and all I ask you to do is take him to the fucking house. And she's like, well, I mean, I had sex with you this morning. I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I had sex with you this morning. And I was like, first off, you fucking late there. I did everything. So if anything, you're welcome. Like, that's another <laughs> thing I did today. <laughs> that's another thing I did today. So, but some women, like, that's like their only value that they tend to bring. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I mean, I fucked you. I think I blame that on society, though, because, like, oh, definitely. Definitely. I feel like we're, as women, we're taught, like, our appearance is so important and like we're sexualized from a young age and I could get on, I could go on a whole fucking rant about that. Go ahead, man. Listen, we still got another 45 minutes to fill. Go on a rant. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, no, I like fundamentally take issue with so many things that like society teaches us. I, again, like I'm just, I feel like I'm super fortunate, but I like grew up in a household where my, so I'm Lebanese and you know, like Middle Eastern people typically have a certain stereotype about them. Mm-hmm. But like my dad is straight from Lebanon and is just like the coolest fucking dad ever. Like he basically just brought like raised me with the mentality of like your voice is important. Your voice matters. So like use it and like you're not going to have to depend on anyone. You can if you want to, but like you're never going to have to. And mm-hmm. just kind of like instilled into me that it was like important to have my own like opinion and personality. And like I feel like society just teaches us to sit still and look pretty and i fucking hate it and like <laughs> everything right now that's happening politically which could also be like again a whole nother fucking rant but i'm just like <laughs> what is going on like we just went backwards in time and i'm like kind of having a full-blown panic attack where i'm like i don't want to live in the united states anymore <laughs> it's, it's kind of tough like first world 
the, a lot of first world countries are definitely being what, uh, for lack of a better term, I'm going to say pussified, where it's like they're definitely like all masculinity is sort of being marked as toxic nowadays, where it's like, you know, it's bad to be any sort of like, like man, you know what I mean? Where it's getting like, hard. like everything you say is misogynistic. Everything you say is like you're a toxic male. Everything that you do is like we're ultra feminizing the world. Like we're basically just dummying all the corners. Where I'm like, listen, sometimes sharp corners kind of help, you know, weed people out. Yeah, it's I it's like interesting too, because I agree with that to an extent where like I I don't like that we also live in a society where like you if you go against the grain, you are fucking demonized. I don't like cancel culture, like yeah, I have very strong opinions on certain things, and like that's fine. And I also recognize that other people have differing opinions, mm-hmm. and like even if I think they're stupid or even if I don't agree, they have the right to voice them. Like yeah. that's just a fundamental part of being a human, and I'm, I don't like that it's also become so like sensitive. I mean, that's literally the First Amendment. You know what I mean? It's freedom of speech. You can say whatever you yeah. want. That doesn't mean I have to agree with it. I right. you have the right to say it. Please say it. Yeah, I like. Uh, yeah i think we should cancel cancel culture like the conversation <laughs> we should i mean the conversations need to be had and like i don't know like with covid for example like i got i got the vaccine because i wanted to travel i don't really give a fuck if you get one or not but like i don't like either that people for who just like questioned like hey wait a minute like this hasn't been out for very long mm-hmm. like it makes me nervous like i hate that people got so much backlash for that like you should be able to question the minute like I feel like society says, hey, you can't ask questions. It's like, what are you trying to hide? <laughs> well, it used to always be, remember, like, before that, it was always like, oh, take down Big Pharma. Big Pharma's, like, yeah. you know, hypnotizing you. And then all of a sudden, Big Pharma comes out with this miracle drug, and it's like, don't ask no questions, just take it. And they're like, guys, Big Pharma's here to save us. But, I mean, that's, yeah. again, that's a whole other thing we get into. But I also got the vaccine because I was literally traveling. And so they told me, they're like, the only way you can travel is if you have the vaccine. Or else, like, you can't come back. And I was like, well, this is bullshit. So I had to get it. And then even then, I still had to get tested anyway, where they told me, they're like, if you have the vaccine, you got to get tested when you come back. I'm like, well, that's cool. That works out for me. And turns out it was poppycock. But, you know, fun word, by the way, poppycock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, it's just the fact that I feel like people are so divided. Like, everything's become a dichotomy and polarized. And it's just like, why? Like, yeah. literally, why? And why can't we ask questions? Why can't we be curious? I don't know. Because I'm, you know, more so just speaking of my personal life, uh, a lot of people tend to demonize me, like, on this podcast and stuff like that, like, in the comments where they're like, oh, he's a misogynist. Like, because, uh, you know, I say that I, I want a feminine woman. Where I'm like, I, I, I enjoy femininity in my partner. And they're like, that's so misogynistic. That's so fucking backwards. That's like, you, you want a 1950s woman. And I'm like, no, I didn't say I wanted somebody barefoot and pregnant. Or the the favorite one that kills me is like, oh, you don't want a partner. You want a dog. And I'm like, no, I don't want a fucking dog. But again, a partnership doesn't mean that it's necessarily 50-50 in like, we both do 50% of the bills. We both do 50% of this. Like, no, we provide different things for each other. Whereas, and again, I think femininity sometimes just sort of like, you let your man be a man, you know, I think that a man should be a leader in a relationship where it's like, this is going to sound terrible, but like, um, I, I don't even think it's going to sound terrible, but again, I think that if a woman has trust in her man, that like she trusts the decisions that he makes, you know what I mean? Like where I'm like, listen, you should know that I'm trying to better our lives and I want the best for both of us. So if you trust me and you let me, you know, like you let me step into this leader position role, and, you know, you let me be more masculine and you tend to be a little bit more feminine, then 
you know, I think that it would work out better where, and that's why I say I, I enjoy feminine woman, but some people like find that quote unquote disgusting where they're like, Oh, how, how dare you? Like, you know, femininity is fluid. It's not this tradition femininity. I'm like, well, if you want a traditional man, like I also want traditional feminist shit. I like, I hear what you're saying. I do mm-hmm. think like the definition of femininity can be fluid, but like, I get that you're saying like you want like the idea of what like a traditional like feminine female would be and yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that like you know what you want you're not I don't think you're out here like shitting on somebody who's like less feminine you're like that's great for you I'm just not gonna be with you like, yeah exactly and I, I say that all the time where I'm like listen bro, I don't want to be with a masculine woman and they're like oh you just can't handle a strong woman I'm like no I just don't want the headache why am I gonna put myself through that shit I don't want to well, argue every I day. wouldn't characterize it as a headache but it's more just like you know what's gonna work for you and what's not yeah. I don't know because like likewise I mean I could never like I would I trust my partner like my current partner mm-hmm. but like any decision like any big decision I'm like yeah I'm gonna be a part of that decision too like we're gonna talk about it we're gonna decide it together I'm not just gonna be like yeah whatever you say no no, no I'm not I'm not saying us. like again this is not a uh this is not a uh I almost said democracy that's not the right word this is not a dictatorship <laughs> where you know my word is law that's not what I'm saying of course for big decisions it's definitely a discussion but again this is just more so of like you trusting my judgment for the little shit where it's like hey I can handle this you know what I mean like you're kind of because let's be honest in, in a relationship you sort of kind of do have to give up a little bit of power to the other person where I'm not just seeing specifically the woman is having to give up power to the man I mean, both of y'all sort of have to kind of, you know, realize like, hey, this is a give and take again. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to be able to give on certain things where it's like, okay, I trust your decision making in this matter because you're my partner and I trust you and I respect you and I know you only want the best for me. Yeah. Or at least you should feel that with your partner. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to have to doubt my partner. I don't want to like have to worry about my girl going out and, you know, her breath come home smelling like dick or something like that. You know, excuse me for being vulgar, but. That's not something I want to have to fucking worry about. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm, I'm sure you want to have to worry about the same thing with your man. Like, you don't want to have to worry about him coming back with, you know, booby glitter on his face and shit like that or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that shit would never fly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But there's certain shit you won't want to put up with. Yeah. So I, I, when I say that and I'm like, I don't want a masculine woman because a lot of masculine women tend to want to be in the leadership position role where they kind of just want to question everything. And I know you said not to use the word headache, but I, for me, that is a headache, though, because it's like, you're not really bringing peace to my life if all we do is come home and fight because you don't trust my decision-making skills and you have to question every little thing I do and it just turns into an argument, which leads to a headache. Yeah. I guess I just mean, like, have headache for you, but, like, for someone else, like, they might want a partner that does question more. Yeah. So, it's oh. like, for you to want someone who's more traditional and who just, like, kind of is more go with the flow, that's completely fine. Like, it's your life. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Because, like I said, a lot of my friends, they they like masculine women. And I'm like, listen, that's fine for you, bro. But I'm just, I'm not going to do it. Because, like I said, I have a couple friends on, you know, uh, they've been on a couple episodes of Splashboard Radio. They love when, like, women come up and hit on them and stuff like that. Where I'm like, listen, I'll take the compliment, but I enjoy being the one to go up to a woman and open the conversation and, you know. Because I know that a lot of women, when they go out, they tend to be a little bit more timid. They kind of want the guy to approach them, you know, stuff like that. And I, I like that. I like, oh, God, how do I say this without sounding like a complete misogynistic douchebag? Um, <laughs> I, I, I like choosing the woman that I want to choose, going up to her, starting a conversation, 
wooing her, you know what I mean? Like, making her feel wanted. Like, I like doing that. You know what I mean? Where there's nothing wrong with if you just want to stand in the corner and women only come up to you all night. Like, that's fine if that's what you want to do, but I enjoy the, you know, quote-unquote chase. Yeah. But, okay, that's, that's personal preference. That. What was that, I'm Oh, I said I don't see an issue with that. Like, Oh, yeah. Like I said, I... I don't know. Uh, again, so sometimes I get a lot of, and it's mostly fake internet bullshit, which is why I just laugh at it. Because I remember we had got a sponsor, you know, shout out to Rosemouth. Uh, we got a sponsor and they had asked me, they're like, oh, we'll send you a free piece of jewelry. What do you want? And me just being an idiot, I was like, ah, just send me a, like a spinning diamond chain. And they actually did it. So <laughs> uh, if you look on the Instagram stories or reels, whatever, I can't remember where I posted it. I think, it's, I, think I posted it to Cement Block underscore Productions. And I literally have a spinning chain on there. And I remember just, like, all the comments were just, like, dude hating. And I went out the other day with my friend uh, Slim, and we were at the bar, and I remember these dudes were, like, visibly, like, laughing at me. And, like, it didn't really bother me because I was just, like, I-, I don't care because they were sitting there trying to, like, hit on this woman, and that woman was, like, just looking at me all night where I'm, like, bro, I don't really care what a dude thinks. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I don't really care about your pettiness towards me because – it, it just makes me laugh. You know what I mean? A lot of men tend to think that if they put other men down, that'll make them seem more attractive to other women. Where I think that's more like petty shit that's not really going to help you be more attractive, per se. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's not attractive. I'm just like, oh, you're probably insecure and you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I don't really care. Because it, it's funny. Like I said, there was four guys there trying to hit on the same woman. and She was not interested in any of them, but she was taking all their free drinks. And then, like I said, later on in the night, you know, I went up to her, got her number, didn't have to pay for anything. I just literally went up, talked to her, and, you know, it was all good. But it's just, it's funny, though, because a lot of guys think like that, where they're like, if I just shit on the next individual, that will make me look better by comparison. Yeah. So, okay, wait, I know, like, I talked about my dating life a little bit, so you're, it sounds like, in the dating game. Yeah, I'm in the dating game, yeah. Go ahead, man. If you have any questions, please ask. um how long have you been single for two years now yeah a little over two years okay yeah so i've just been kind of dating on and off in that time where i don't know uh i'm definitely looking for a life partner you know what i mean like i'm not uh, i mean you could really honestly tell by the way i go out but (laughs) (laughs) um i'm definitely looking for like a long-term partner and stuff like that the only thing is and i tend to say it because I'm going to be honest, you know, most women that I tend to go out with, they're always like, I don't understand how you're single. They're like, this doesn't honestly make any sense. Like, like you're very attractive. You know how to talk to women, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, you know, I was like, listen, I just, I hold myself to a certain standard and I hold my potential partner to certain standards. And I was like, and a lot of times, a lot of women tend to fall short of those standards or at least the women that I'm meeting anyway. You know what I mean? To where it's like, I'm not asking for anything that's like super hard. But again, I'm a traditional man, so I do kind of want a little bit of traditional values where a lot of women, they're like, no, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm cool with it. You can, you know, you can leave. Like, it's not going to upset me. Yeah. I also, like, relate to the, like, oh, what? like, I can't believe you're still single thing. But yeah, no, I think it's just, like, we are around the same age. I think dating is different now. We, like, I know I have a much better idea of what I want now versus like my early twenties. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's the same for you. So it's like, yeah, if you're not that, then like, I'm not going to waste your time. 
Yeah, because I mean, you know, well, with me it's a little bit different because, like, you know, my, I guess, formative years, I guess you could say, like, I was in prison. So from like, I, I, I first got arrested when I was like 17 years old. So, you know, I spent five years in prison. So by the time I got out, I was just more so on like, I missed out on five years of my life of just kind of like hookup culture. So when I first came out, I was just like a demon in these streets. <laughs> you know, I was just kind of trying to hook up with whatever. I didn't really care. And then just, you know, like you said, after a while, it's like, okay, I'm done with that part. Like now I actually do want a partner. So I kind of want you to show me partner characteristics because I notice a lot of women in the dating market, they tend to want to see husband traits from a man, but they don't, a lot of women don't actually exude or like actually like show wife traits. You know what I mean? And the number one excuse I hear is like, well, I'm not your wife yet. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not your husband either, but you still want to, you still want me to show that I have that capability. Interesting. Like, would you, when you date, don't you kind of like want your, your man to sort of like exude husband qualities? Like I said, like something you could see in your future husband. Well, like, yeah, if it's somebody that I'm like looking to actually date, of course. But... No, yeah, we're talking about they not hook up. Like, just like if somebody, yeah. if you're actually interested in dating, you would want them to exude husbandly qualities, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's the thing. I just, I want them to exude wifely qualities. And a lot of times they're yeah. just like, again, it's like, well, I mean, I'm here. I remember there was one time, man, I was with this young lady and uh, we had hooked up or whatever. And she was asking me, she's like, oh, why are you single? And I was like, a lot of women can't ha hold up to my standards. I was like, I look for wifely qualities in a woman and I look for somebody who can help enhance my life. And then she's like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, since you asked, I was like, what do you think that you could do to like kind of, you know, help enhance my life? And her answer was, I'm not boring. And I was like, the fuck does that have to do with anything? And she's like, and I was like, I, I didn't obviously say that, but I was like, I was like, well, you know, like, how can you actually like, I, I can name ways that I can better your life. How could you like better my life in any sort of way? And she's like, well, I'm just not boring. And like, that was just her re repetitive answer where I was like, this is not going to work. But I mean, you not being boring. I mean, I guess that's a answer, but that's not, you know, that again, that doesn't really help bring peace to my life. You not being boring, which it turns out she was also very boring. <laughs> so also a bit of a misnomer there. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so uh, again, we try to kind of give guys advice on how to be more attractive. What are, what are three things that a man either in your personal experience, maybe with your friends or whatever that you've seen, that a man can do that can, like, is that you find attractive? If we're just talking, like, initial attraction, mm -hmm. confidence, always, like, mm -hmm. that will take you so far. Yeah. Um, being, like, well-kempt, which sounds obvious, but, like, I have been on some dates where I'm, like, you look like you just picked this shirt up off, like, a crumpled pile on the floor. Yeah. Like, that's just not attractive. Because, like, taking pride in your appearance, I think, also stems, like, it's kind of indirectly related to your confidence. Like, how do you hold yourself? What standard? Like, how do you view yourself? And what are you yeah. portraying to the world? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah, you shouldn't go smelling like an onion looking like a bum. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are, like, definitely the top two. If I had to pick a third? Yeah. Make it a good one, Jenna. I know. I'm like really thinking about this. <laughs> no, I get it. It's like when you put on spot, you're like, God, what do these guys do that are attractive? 
I think. What was one thing you found today? attractive about your partner that you're with right now? So it's actually funny with him because, like, after our first date, I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever, I could take or leave. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of felt that way after our second date, too. Oh, my God. But, like, okay. I guess persistence would be the third because, like, he was still just, like, I guess if you're interested in somebody, making it known. It's like what we were talking about earlier where, like, girls usually are better at picking up on the cues. But I think it's also really attractive if you just, like, say it and, like, if you are interested in somebody or you like spending time with somebody, like, letting them know that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're too old to be playing games at this point. Yeah. So he was, like, very persistent, very good about that. I, like, also – so I had a case in March that was literally set for trial. So I met him, like, at the end of February and was working my fucking ass off, like, seven days a week, all day, every day, just prepping for this trial. So I really didn't, like, have time to see him, and I was stressed out and wound up, and I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then the case, go figure, settled the week before trial, because that's just how my life goes. So all of a sudden, I had, like, all this free time, and he had been, like, super persistent, like, hey, like, when you have free time, I'd like to see you, whatever. And then, like, I finally had more time and like was like okay and then i don't know how to explain it it just kind of like one day i was like holy fuck i've spent like every day this week with you who am i <laughs> yeah yeah so again, i think it has to do also with like the initial attraction of like you being with like you liking him because again it, that, that persistence was attractive whereas and if you weren't attracted to him and he was being like that persistent i think it'd be a turnoff where it'd be like leave me yeah. alone like i'm obviously busy and i'm not trying to see you yeah no if, <laughs> if it gets to the point like we're, cause I, yeah, there are also have been guys that are persistent where I like don't like them and I'm just kind of like, I'll just tell them I'm not interested or I'll block them. If they no, definitely. I, I get it, man. So, yeah. what's one thing that, again, either you've experienced in your personal dating life or just that you, you've seen or whatever that you think guys need to stop doing that's making them very unattractive? Uh, I know there's so many, but if you can narrow it down to one. <laughs> I think again maybe this is just like an age thing because mm-hmm. i think depending on how old you are you might like certain games but like if i'm talking to you and like so i was talking to a guy a couple years ago and like i we got along really great but then he was kind of like getting to the point where he wanted to play games and like was being less responsive with texts and like i am not the type of person that is going to like blow you up or like continue to text you. So I just fucking stopped texting him too. Cause I was like, okay, like you've made it clear. You're not interested. And mm-hmm. then like a couple months later, I don't remember how we like started messaging again, but then he was like, would you want to meet up? And I was just like, yeah, whatever. So we like talked and then he was like, why did you stop talking to me? And I was like, because you were like clearly indicating you weren't interested. Mm-hmm. And I like, and then he was like, well, Honestly, I just wanted to be chased a little. And I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking chase you, bro. Like, <laughs> But again, I, I think that also boils down to attraction, though. Because if, if you were more attracted to him, I don't think you would see it as chasing him. I think that, you know, you want mind sending the occasional text in the morning. Like, if you haven't heard from him yet. You know what I mean? This was, So it wasn't like, like, I'm fine initiating the texts. Mm-hmm if it's like a mutual thing and I'm getting responses, but it was like the type of games where like he wouldn't respond for like a long ass time. And I was like, okay, like I don't have time for this. Like when you, Oh, like you would go to for a few. And like being in a texting group with somebody where like they respond within a certain amount of time. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
longer and like they're not initiating i'm like okay like you're just not interested and that's fine mm-hmm. okay I, I see what you're saying now okay yeah. okay yeah see i was thinking more so of like it was maybe like a couple hours in between texts like he's busy at work or something like that you're saying that there's probably like like days maybe in between him texting i guess like yeah like a day but like it, i guess it like it would make sense like you know when you're just in a group with somebody and then all of a sudden something just like changes it was mm-hmm. like very clear that like he was losing something... interest, sort of. It seemed like, yeah, or the yeah. games were being played, and like I just I don't tolerate games. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I want to play a game, I'll go fucking like find a Monopoly board. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll send an iGame message, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. That's another thing, right? That I want to talk to you about. Do, if you text a guy and and you see a green bubble, is that unattractive to you? Um, honestly, I don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. I don't know why that's been, like, such a societal thing. Like, I, ew, the green bubble. That's what I was going to say. I think it's a societal thing, man. Because you know what's crazy? If you actually put those phones side to side, Androids are kind of superior to Apple in a lot of ways. Which is crazy. But, again, I have an iPhone. But because I realized, again, in the dating market, women are really turned off by seeing a green bubble. Like, And I'm not saying this is all women. This is just, I've noticed, again, This to some women, they see that as a status symbol. Like, they see that green bubble, and they're like, ew, that's gross if you have an Android. Even though, like I said, there's plenty of shit that Androids do that are superior to Apple that, you know, the, the iPhones don't have. But it's just a, a, like, a status thing. Like, if you don't have this iPhone, like, it's fucking gross for some reason. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, to me, it doesn't really make sense. Like, I have an iPhone, but I just have an iPhone because it's more user-friendly to me. Like, I do agree the like, an Android can do a lot more but like i'm not i don't have the type of brain where i'm like i know how to do all the cool shit with this yeah so I'm like i'm just gonna use what's user-friendly but like if i see like a guy with the green bubble i don't give a fuck like i'm just like okay cool like way to go against the grain <laughs> yeah have your own mind like whatever <laughs> yeah well i've noticed especially for like business and stuff like that androids are like way superior and but again i just i have an iphone more so because again in the dating market i realize green bubbles are like not necessarily a red flag but they're like oh that's gross and they just for some reason assume it to be like cheap even though they're androids are pretty much on on par with iphones as far as yeah, cost goes just as expensive <laughs> yeah again it just goes with like a perceived status thing where they're like oh broke boy vibes I'm and so it's dumb. just it's funny because talking to my sister again you know she, she's 25 so she'll tell me she'll be like if i get a green bubble like that's just disgusting instant turn off and i'm like that's crazy because it's just a societal thing, you know what I mean? has yeah. nothing to do with the actual function of the phone. Yeah, I don't know. That one doesn't make sense to me. I don't get that, but... Yeah, I, I think it's just a perceived status thing. Because like I said, I think that status definitely matters to a lot of women. Because, uh, you know, I've told this story before on the podcast where I went out with this girl. And, you know, like I said, I, I do well for myself financially. But there was this guy here who, you know, allegedly, I, I believe to maybe quite possibly be a, a street pharmacist as I'll call him. And, you know, he was all up in the VIP and, you know, he's like smoking inside the VIP section, like doing whatever he wanted to. And literally the day that I was on, like she literally went to go like leave with him, which, you know, I'm not upset about it. I don't give a shit. But again, because she saw that status of like, oh, he's lit. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's turned up in the club or whatever the fuck. Like I, I want to be with the person who has status. Cause sometimes I think the status is more important than money in certain situations. Or, like, for the certain type of woman. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's interesting to me. Yeah, that's crazy. The, the funniest part, though, is, like, 
again, if y'all haven't heard that episode on Block Talk, y'all go back and listen to it. But uh, yeah, I I went on this date with this girl, and she brought her friend, and then I ended up leaving with her friend. <laughs> her friend had brought like some dude, and she was like not interested in him, and she was more interested in me. So then when that other girl left, I was like, well, I obviously see that this one's interested in me, and then you know I start flirting with her, and then I just end up going home with her. So it was it was just funny though. That is funny. Yeah, like I said, this dating dating market is uh, crazy. But like I said, man, you, you gotta adapt. You gotta adapt. And, uh, some people think the strongest survive. I think the 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 fastest to adapt survive. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to the dating market, like you just you gotta adapt. And I know a lot of people hate it, but like this fuckboy culture. Uh, I sort of think that you know the sexual marketplace has been fucked up with the introduction of the fuckboy culture. But I also think that the fuckboy culture came from oh, I realized that if I'm a fuckboy, women are sleeping with me, so I'm going to do this, and then other men see that that's working, so then they kind of just follow suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because let's be honest, if women were still fucking dudes with powdered wigs and white gloves on, you know, we'd still be, we'd still be dressing like that, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> men would do, you know, they they go with the status quo to get laid. They're like, I, they're like, I say, madam. You know, like, I'd still be talking like that. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, but that's like... Oh gosh, I mean that that's that's real. Just like the dating, uh, the the relationship market, you know, guys tend to sort of have the hold on that, so women sort of tend to have have adjusted to that. You know what I mean? Like they kind of do what they see to get into a relationship. Some of the times, like, does that make sense? Again, I like, I guess I don't know. I just, I like, I can see that. Yeah, for some women, I just yeah. When you ask me questions, I like relate them to myself, and then like, well. <laughs> no, yeah. Again, this is just a generalization of yeah, yeah. women. This is not a personal attack on Jenna. <laughs> I'm not attacking. <laughs> no, I'm not attacking the shit show. Do not come for me, shit showers, or I don't know what you call them, <laughs> but do not come no, for no, me. No, no, no. I don't feel attacked, but when you're like, <laughs> like, do you get that? I'm like, I can like see it for some other people, but do I personally relate? Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I say I talk mostly in general. That's why I try to yeah, speak yeah. in general terms of attraction for. Again, because most men want to be as attractive as they can to the highest demographic of women that they can be. You know what I mean? That's why uh, a lot of men tend to ride the fence politically. Like, as far as, like, dating apps go, a lot of guys tend not to put that they're either right or left because they're like, well, I don't want to sh- in the like in the foot with half the fucking dating app or however many people are left or however many people are right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've, I've seen that a lot. That's, like, a big thing where a lot of guys tend to ride the fence on a lot of issues because they're like, well, I don't want to shoot myself in the fucking foot. Yeah, no, that's like, I mean, I feel like I don't put my, well, no, I think I might put my political, like, side on the apps, but. Yeah, I don't know, I find it attractive, like, if you kind of, like, stand on your point, like, if you're not as fucking malleable, like, if you actually, like, if you believe in something, you just say it, you're like, no, this is what I believe in, like, this is my stance on that, and you just kind of hold firm, say, and you're like, I believe in, I've always believed in this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Whereas, and if you're sort of malleable and you're kind of just like, you know, like a leaf in the wind, that's a little bit unattractive where it's like, well, I kind of want you to have some fucking moral ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Again, that might be a personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely hope like somebody I'm seeing has some sort of moral ground and I don't like wishy-washy. I like if you have your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, you gotta you gotta stand on what you believe in. Like I said, that's why. I, sometimes people think that I'm crazy with my beliefs, but you know I stick by them. <laughs> yeah, I guess too though. Like, 
for me it's attractive if like a guy like if you're firm in your beliefs but like also that you still are open-minded enough to like hear the other perspective and you don't necessarily have to change your mind but like you're willing you to hear the party. learning something where it warrants it then you're like okay yeah like i didn't see that correctly before or like that just the fact that you can like grow as a person and yeah, I mean, you definitely have to be open to other people's views, which is why I said I think the cancel culture kind of ruins a little bit of stuff because it's like you're not even trying to hear the other side. Whereas in sometimes you if you let the other side actually talk, they'll talk themselves into oblivion. You know what I mean? Like they'll end up canceling themselves by saying dumb shit. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's why I think sometimes you should kind of let idiots talk where it's like, listen, let other people hear how dumb they sound. You know what I mean? Or, like I said, sometimes, like, you might have just a certain view of the world because of wherever you come from or the experiences that you dealt with. And then hearing somebody else, like, you can be open to changing your mind. And, again, that's not necessarily being, like, again, a leaf in the wind. Because when I say more of, like, being a leaf in the wind, I'm talking about, like, whichever way the wind fucking blows, you go. Like, no matter what she says, like, you're like, of course. Like, you know, on one day you're a Democrat, the other day you're a Republican, the other day you're fucking, you know, whatever. Like, it's just kind of like... Again, you should have certain beliefs that I think that you should stick to. And, of course, be open to hearing the other side and then maybe being like, that's a very valid point. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah this is- I, don't know. I feel like I've been all about that lately just because the way, <laughs> like, the United States has been lately. And then, like, profession-wise, yeah. I have to hear the other side whether I want to or not. And, like, it's just I'm trying to, like – navigate my approach because i'm kind of a hard ass at work about certain things but then like sometimes you just have to be like yeah that's a really good point (laughs) and then you have to kind of be like but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you can't just again you can hear things but that don't mean you gotta go with it you know what i mean because if you hear some dumbassery i mean you don't have to call it for what it is and be like that's fucking dumb you just be like (laughs) I see that point and then be like, I'm never going to believe anything this person says again. He's a fucking retard. Or, you know, like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, I don't know. I tend to very, I, I voice my opinions very vocally to where sometimes I hear some dumb shit and I'm like, that is dumb. Like, there's, I don't know why you believe this. You're a dumb individual. But, you know, I'm also open to hearing your side. Yeah. Because a lot of times if you tend like... to attack people's arguments with logic, a lot of shit tends to crumble where it's like, well, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. I feel like in like my personal life i'm less likely like i'll still like i'll note that i like disagree about something if it's like something i feel super strongly about Mm -hmm. but for the most part i'm just gonna like listen to what the other person has to say Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's because like i just know (laughs) a lot of times what they have to say is like not really Mm -hmm. accurate or right or if it stems from the fact that i have to argue at work yeah every day <laughs> like that is my fucking job my job is to argue with somebody and yeah like, okay, argue professionally <laughs> yeah that, that's why i wanted you on here i was like you know i would love to speak to a litigation lawyer that you know kind of maybe would give me some pushback on certain ideas and stuff like because like, you know i've been trying to get women on the podcast for a while and you know shout out the great powerful alicia zap we've had her on two-time world champion uh, mm-hmm. my sister was on yesterday and you know now we've had you on so, you know, I, I always enjoy getting the woman's perspective from certain things. You know what I mean? Especially, like, with Alicia, you know, she's been in a successful relationship for, like, a year. Uh, my sister's single. You're currently dating right now. So it's also, like, you know, different sides of, like, what y'all are seeing from out here. You know? 
uh, I like to get different people's perspectives because I don't want people thinking like, oh, you're only speaking, speaking from your point of view and you don't really give a fuck about the other side. Where I'm like, no, I definitely want to hear it. You know what I mean? And I definitely want you to defend these thoughts because I, I want to hear the defense for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like today, I mean, I definitely like on certain things, let you know I disagreed, but yeah, I was probably more chill. If you I don't know, you're good, work man. mode, you're going to be like, this girl's a fucking psycho. No, you're cool, man. Listen, I, I don't care. Listen, I, whether I think you're a psycho or not, I'm still going to have you back on. I mean, if you put back on. Because, like I said, man, it's also, you know, there are certain things that are influenced by our personal things. Like I said, I grew up, you know, from a lower socioeconomical stance, you know, having to, you know, work my way to where I'm at right now, doing well for myself and dealing with a certain kind of woman and, you know, dealing with the certain dating market that I'm in you know, here in Houston and stuff like that and meeting certain types of women. And, you know, you obviously coming from a different background, dating differently, you know, dating as a woman that makes over six figures and whatnot and, you know, stuff like that. So it's obvious that we don't see eye to eye on certain things or that maybe we see things from a different perspective. But that doesn't mean that also there's not common ground within there. Yeah, I think it's cool that we're able to like sit down and just like talk about things even if we don't agree on it. And like, I also like to hear like what someone else's perspective is especially because like it sounds like we grew up pretty differently Mm -hmm. you're a guy i'm a girl like all of our experiences yeah for the most part have not been the same so it's cool to hear about someone else's thoughts yeah definitely like i said i love getting a woman's perspective on things that's why like i said i go out a lot and i'll just ask women you know random questions sometimes and just kind of just sort of see how their brain works i guess is how you say it or like i want to get their (laughs) perspective because i'm like i like like you said, I don't fully understand the, the woman experience. So I'm like, I want to ask you a question so you can give me your experience on it and kind of just see it. Like a question I asked the other day, which, you know, what, I'll, run, I'll run this question to you real quick before we wrap up. In, in your last relationship, what's one thing that the man did wrong and what's one thing that you did wrong? Uh, okay, so I'm going to have to like think only because my last relationship, like, was a long time ago. <laughs> what's what's a long time? What are we talking here? A like, year plus? So, so if we're talking like relationship where I was actually like, yes, this person is my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so right like right now I would consider the guy I'm dating like we're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But like prior to that, it was before law school and I started law school in twenty sixteen. So Oh, okay. So it's been yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been like a long ass time. What is that? Six um, years? Holy shit. Something like that? Yeah. Like, yes, like six, seven. Yeah. Uh, well, if but... you remember it, what's one thing that you did wrong and one thing he did wrong? And you can start which, with whichever one, you know, it doesn't, no particular order here. So with him, so with me, and this I think just stemmed from being young, I like didn't respect my own boundaries enough so like if there were things that I wasn't okay with I like I think I tolerated them for longer than what I should have and then by the time I finally put my foot down and he was like ready to make the changes that were necessary it was like too much damage was done um as far as like things he did wrong he did a lot of things wrong (laughs) he just like I don't know had unfortunately like a substance abuse issue wasn't Mm -hmm. always honest and like also him and I were just like from two different walks of life and Mm -hmm. like by the time he was ready to step up I I had just had enough so that's funny yeah 
And it's funny earlier you were like saying an example, like you said something as like a like about like a hypothetical ex, and you said like, yeah, fuck Jared or something like that. My ex is Jared. So I'm like, <laughs> How funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that was a hypothetical thrown out name. Sorry, Jared. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shots fired at Jared. No, but I just I find it always interesting because most of the times when I ask women that question, it's always they can come up with what the dude did wrong like quick as shit. Like it's like bam, they got it right there at the forefront of their mind. Like this is what he did wrong. And like the other night, I had asked like a couple bartenders, and I was like, "What's one thing that you did wrong?" And they'll have to think, and they'll be like, "God, I hope this doesn't sound narcissistic, but I don't think I did anything wrong." Or they'll be like, "I don't know, man. Like I was really like top notch girlfriend status. Like I don't fucking know, man. Like you know." So it's just it's kind of funny because it's like a lot of women tend to perceive like they 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 did nothing wrong or because like in their eyes, because, again, they're not seeing it from the male's perspective of like, listen, I know a lot of women don't really like this, but men by nature are territorial. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to like our partner, the thing is, this is my thing, right? If I if I have a if I have a Lamborghini, I know the Lamborghini, like the locks on there are impenetrable. I know no one can break in. But why am I going to let somebody try? So yeah. comparatively, if I'm going to compare that to dating, I, it's not that I don't trust you because I know that you're solid. I know that you're not going to do anything like you're not going to step out on me. But why am I going to let dudes also try to tempt you and lead you down this path of maybe sort of cheating on me? You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of women don't like that because they're like, oh, you're just trying to stop my fun. Where it's like, Am I trying to stop your fun or am I really just trying to, you know, keep these dudes away from you? Because I know what they're trying to do. Like a dude's trying to be a dude and he's trying to have sex with you. Yeah. I found the comment interesting that like you had just said before about like girls not like they're able to think about what the guy did wrong right away, but like not identify with themselves. I think I don't know how old these girls are that you've been talking to, but like I think that is just something that like comes with age and it's like a self-awareness thing because like I was noticing like I was always dating a certain type of guy and like the same sort of thing was happening and I was like okay well let me think about this if the same fucking thing keeps happening and I'm the only common denominator like what is it that I'm doing yeah but like then been better for it though like for like taking the time to reflect and be like oh okay I'm actually just emotionally unavailable as fuck so like, me. <laughs> like, yes like you said though I think that comes with age because like I said the younger bartenders who were like 22 23 they yeah. they couldn't find the problem with what, what they were doing and there's a bartender who's a little bit older who I think that she's like 30 or something like that maybe a little bit older and she immediately said it she's like oh I'm selfish as shit she's like uh she's like I I'm selfish and she's like that's my problem like I was way selfish she's like I did whatever the fuck I wanted to and that's why the relationship didn't work where I'm like, well, you've obviously had time to think about this, and now you can take some accountability. Where yeah. a lot of women tend not to really like to take any accountability because, I mean, people in general don't really like to take accountability for their fuck-ups because they're like, uh, I'm a I'm a great human being. I don't fuck up. You know, it's obviously the other person's fault. Where I think you have to take accountability for the, the fuck-ups that you do in your life. Because, again, though, you can take that and you can grow from that, and that way you don't take that into your next relationship where you're like, okay, uh, Obviously, what I did last time is like, uh, again, hypothetically, I was too controlling or, you know, uh, I wasn't being a leader. I wasn't whatever the fuck, whatever your reason for is. And that way you don't take that into your next relationship where you're like, okay, last time I was obviously super clingy or whatever I did wrong, you know, X, Y, Z, put it inside that box. And then that way the next relationship, you're like, okay, the last relationship, I know that this is what I did wrong. So now let me not take this into my next relationship. Yeah. 
no, I, yeah, I think it just comes with age and getting wiser. Because I think had you asked me this question at like, I don't, I'm going to say like 23 when me and that guy broke up, I would probably would have said like, I didn't do anything wrong. He's like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, listen, that's cool, man. That's just how a lot of people think. This isn't even like a, a lot of women. There's a lot of people think they think that they're the hero of their own story where they're like, I never did anything wrong. I was obviously a fucking hero here. Like I did everything right. But hey, I want to thank you so much for joining us, Jenna. This has been such a great conversation, and I would definitely love to have you back on if you'd ever be willing to come back on if your schedule permits. Maybe we can schedule another episode six months down the line or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I definitely appreciate for having it. Me on. No, That's definitely, fun. man. Go ahead and uh, shout out your social media one more time. That way, people know where to find you. Let them know where they can find your podcast and everything. My Instagram is the High Functioning Shit Show. The name also the High Functioning Shit Show. You can find me on apple amazon spotify anchor y'all should check it out i think it's probably fun to hear from a girl's perspective the things that we go through all right <laughs> yeah well again thank you so much guys always make sure that you uh you know uh give her a five-star rating if you listen to the podcast you like it give us a five-star rating make sure you like uh review comment whatever uh follow us at cement block underscore productions it's been another episode of appreciated much love uh, I'll give you a call back right now, uh, Jenna, in just a minute. And uh, that way I'll let you know whenever this episode is going to drop and everything. But thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you all next week.